Hey everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey guys, this is Eric Connor, and I am here with The Reform Way. I am joined with an awesome panel of other speakers today. I have the coach extraordinaire, Mr. Corey Smith, along with executive producer. I have the ever beautiful and anti-aging uh, Mr. Peter Pohl. Thank you, Peter. Epic man. Yeah, from his beautiful home. I, 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 I thought that was going to be me, the ever beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're even more important, Ron. And then I also have um, Mr. Doctor, I apologize, extraordinaire Ron Gellis, who has, with a PhD in for uh, clinical forensic and sports neuropsychology this is something that I've had to write down about 10 times. I don't even think I spelled it correctly, um, but it means Ron's really important and knows a lot of cool stuff. So, He's a brainiac. Yeah. 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 So we're going to be uh, kind of cruising over. <laughs> an awesome, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we're going to be cruising over an awesome topic and we're all coming at you from different places uh, because of current times. So um, bear with our audio here. But what we've got going on is we're actually using the topic of breathing. And this is really interesting because uh, even me, myself, like you don't really overthink breathing. It's kind of just a natural thing that happens. But we're going to actually talk about how breathing can really help with anxiety, health, overall kind of productivity, just improve your lives with a little bit more awareness towards this. Um, we're going to have Dr. Ron take us through a breathing exercise. We're going to kind of discuss and then see how we can implement these things in life to help you guys in all different ways, these times, other times, anything there. Um, so, Dr. Ron, you have the floor to take us through this breathing exercise. Well, before, yeah, before I go into the, the exercise per, proper, uh, just to give a background on breathing, uh, most of us underestimate the importance of it, and, and consequently, we really don't breathe properly. Uh, about 30 years ago, I, when I was doing some work with chronic pain, I went to a three-day workshop on breathing and was out of, more out of curiosity trying to figure out what could they talk about for three days on breathing. <laughs> yep. and, and really, in some measure, to this date, it's been the most important seminar workshop that I've attended. And uh, it's really the foundation of anxiety, depression, uh, the management of chronic pain, which a lot of people suffer from. So there are various techniques of breathing, if you will. Uh, but the one that we'll focus on right now is box breathing. Okay. And uh, the way we'll do it, the way we'll start is we'll get comfortable in our chair. We'll sit on the edge. And, hey, Ron, uh, yes. before we start the box breathing, can you give us a quick definition? What is the purpose of box breathing? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Sure. Uh, the purpose is... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt your flow, doctor. Calm, calm down, Ron. Calm I'm muting myself right now. <laughs> Go for it, Ron. The, the purpose is to basically uh, establish a pathway where we're taking air in and filling up our belly, if you will, just bringing in oxygen. It's called diaphragmatic breathing, and it's, much, it's exactly the kind of breathing style that's used in natural childbirth where a woman is just coached into uh, breathing slowly and deeply and 
filling up her, her belly, diaphragmatic. And as opposed, and, and that has a tendon that absolutely promotes relaxation. It helps to spread the blood to the peripheral part of the body and uh, release, and, 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 in some, and it promotes relaxation. As opposed to th what's called thoracic breathing, where it's short, shallow breaths, which really it, it, it's, it, it mimics hyper, on its extreme hyperventilation when you're breathing shallow, rapid breaths, and you're really not getting the benefit of blood flowing through your body and, and having a warming, relaxing effect overall. And most important, it, it, it cuts short the, the amount of oxygen that's delivered to the brain. So that's, those, those are important factors. So what box breathing is, it's basically if you, you know, a box has all sides that are equal, uh, Pete, that's all sides equal. And, um, and so we have, so if you think of, um, you know, a box and we'll, we'll, ha we'll use a, a count of four. So we'll start with an inhale and then I'll, I'll count and I'll say inhale and then two, three, four, and then hold two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold two, three, four. And that will represent like one rep. Okay. And then we'll start over. So the, the goal is to keep it consistent. And I understand that everyone's count is a little varied. Some people may find my count a little slow. Some may consider, I don't know if anybody would consider it fast, but, uh, but on your own eventually is where you want to go. At keeping in mind that as you are inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose, nostrils, or your mouth, that it's slow and steady as best you can do it. So why don't we just get comfortable in our chair, just plant our feet comfortably resting on the ground, our hands and arms resting in our lap, and on three, We'll start with a inhale, closing our eyes, staying focused on the count. One, two, three, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, Three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. 
Inhale, count on your own. On three, we'll open our eyes, feeling rested, relaxed, and grateful for the opportunity to do the things we love, to be with the people we love, and to enjoy life with all its challenges. One, two, three. Okay, now I guided us for a couple of round reps. I consider when we start a, a, an inhale, that's the beginning of a, 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 a round, if you will. And um, was there any difference in my leading you versus when you were on your own? You know what's funny is, so we did this yesterday, and I, if anyone saw that one, like I mentioned, that it was kind of hard for me to keep the pace, um, the one, two, three, four, and everything. And I've, I've not practiced it since then, but the only thing I changed was my posture, and it was significantly easier today. Yesterday, I was sitting in a chair that was a little more leaned back, and this one I sat upright. I was able to kind of use my diaphragm and breathe a lot better, and significantly easier, much more relaxing. So. Um, if anyone's doing this at home and they want to follow along, good posture is a really good key to, to making this enjoyable and, you know, relaxing versus if you're laying down or if you're slouched or not really able to expand your chest. So good posture on this is one big thing that I took away from it. And, and, that's, and that's one thing that should be a, a, a constant in, in the introduction. But the, 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 the principle there is also what we practice at, we get better at. Yeah, point. yeah, that's that's a totally good point, Pete. How did it kind of feel for you? Did it feel right? Uh, it, it, I I ex now that we did this yesterday with with uh, Ron, mm -hmm. um, today I really concentrated on my belly breathing, uh, because that diaphragm to me I refer to it as belly breathing, and breathing from the lower part and like so that expansion of my lower diaphragm and that, and I like this kind of breathing technique. It's uh it's it's a great thing to do it just it's a great way to start and settle into your day it takes the distraction of the noise of the song it's to Corey's point the more you do it the, even this even for me on ron's technique stylization or his box style the more you do this styling is is that just the the more frankly you may get better at it but you enjoy it more it's enjoyable it's like something you look forward to like a cup of coffee i mean you know what i'm saying it's an yeah. enjoyable event well, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, usually, and uh, I do, this is the first thing I do, and it's enjoyable. And, and the main thing is, it's be still. And if you're considering this as a mindful technique, the, the essence of mindfulness is being present, being still, eliminating all the, the distractions that we are bombarded with, and it improves your ability to concentrate and pay attention. And that's, a, that's an incredibly important challenge because most people, or a good many, are diagnostically considered ADD, attention deficit disorder. But, but they can, especially with children, if you teach them how to stay focused, it, it's a great and powerful tool navigating through life. 
Yeah. Hey, Ron, a quick question. I know we're getting into the weeds here a little bit. Do you use this technique with children? I have used this with children who have been four years old. Okay. And um, absolutely. And, and typically, uh, when they've come to me, they, it, part of the, the issue was they were ADHD. And this helps them. Uh, there's a certain percentage of kids or people, kid, but children who are ADHD who do not need medication, but right. are being medicated. Yeah. And when you teach them these kind of tools and techniques, it's empowering, number one. And number two, it really eliminates the need for medication or certainly reduces the dose if, if, if it is necessary. That's a huge takeaway, guys, for this, our audience, is that there's, there's, there's guys like Dr. Ron out there in, that are showing there's methods of helping not just for us, this box, but for, for young adults, kids, and to use these kind of techniques and stuff to help them. Not that medication, I know Ron would say the same thing, but not that medication is not important, but this is another quiver in, the, right. in, the, in someone's psychological battles with it. Uh, absolutely. And the kids really come to enjoy it because mm. it becomes a game for them, and I call it the focusing muscle. And that focusing muscle is something that is applicable through for for all ages, our, our, especially even as you get older and you start right. to yeah. lose your, right. your focus. I uh, I have a three year old who's kind of a spaz. Can I pay you to uh, <laughs> to take him through breathing exercises and have this all work? Right. Well, you know, you know, the <laughs> truth of the matter is, the more important thing is, and and I understand sometimes it's hard for a parent to do it with a child, but but right. these are these are routine things that parents should be doing with their children, and yeah. you know, and you can start with a minute. You know, we're yeah. going to play the focusing game and uh, and then just start to develop their uh, start to facilitate the development of that skill set mm -hmm. for them. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think this is even like yeah. kind of like a side tangent for me, but I'm kind of talking about this with the kids and everything. But like, like, like the bigger thing with children is that they'll they'll model what you're doing. Right. That's right. So if you're prioritizing breathing correctly a, a mind meditation a clarity whatever fitness all these other types of things they'll they'll follow what you do not what you say right absolutely yeah so that's pictures really worth a thousand words right the um what i noticed for this and and kind of like kind of like we've all kind of talked about when doing the breathing stuff yesterday and today is it um whether it's being a parent, um, a business owner, all these other types of facets that go on and all these things that are coming in and my brain's going everywhere all the time, um, is that it, it just kind of makes you present, especially right when you come out of it, right? You're like, oh man, you feel like clarity, right? In the head, especially. So is that, I mean, that's kind of the way to help people's anxiety and stresses because there's not too much outside going on or what? Well, it, it, it teaches them to filter out the noise and the distractions of the day and for instance, uh, we, we started with, first of all, two minutes is, is kind of an introductory session. But as you build up to it, you can start the morning with, let's say, if you get to five minutes or whatever you can start with, you, your morning ritual, if you will, and your evening ritual, you should bookend it with longer sessions, you know, and let's say five to 10 or, you know, sometimes you go 15 or 20, whatever you want. But throughout the day, you should be having spot drills so that even if it's a minute, you, one would be amazed 
how beneficial a minute of spot drills is. And to use the analogy of medication, there, there used to be medication where you would feel the, the full effect in a short period of time, but then you were stuck for the rest of the day. They've come up with medication that's considered extended release. So it, it, you feel the benefit throughout the day. Well, the benefit throughout the day here is starting with your morning ritual, but having, let's say, five one-minute or five two-minute spot drills so that it's an extended release of benefit throughout the day. And the more you do it, for instance, let's just hypothetically, let's say you started in the morning with a five-minute ritual of box breathing. And box breathing is just one example of breathing, and I can get into others. But let's say you you bookend it, morning ritual, evening ritual, five minutes and five minutes. But throughout the day, you had, let's say, five two-minute sessions. So you have then gotten, you know, a good 20 minutes of breathing and relaxation and mindful, being able to focus. Um, You know, what I do is I will extrapolate from the box breathing, let's say the four by four or whatever it happens to be. And I'll take it to, okay, now you tell me what your mantra is or for some, you know, what's your favorite Bible verse and focusing on your mantra or your Bible verse. And then I'll take it into what's your vision. Give me what, you know, a vision that you have. Let's say you're, you're competing in CrossFit and you're box breathing, but you're in your mind, you're going through the exercise or you're in the corporate world. I mean, this is standard stuff. This is stuff that, yeah. that professional athletes do, that Navy SEALs do. Um, they always win in the mind first. Yeah. If you can't visualize a victory in your mind, you're not going to have a victory in life. And the essence of it is through breathing. And one of the most important benefits of slow breathing is it expands your ability to perceive the possibilities that exist as opposed to tunnel vision you now get to see and consider the bigger options that are available to you because you're accessing a part of your brain that is that taps into executive fun- functioning your 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 cortex prefrontal cortex as opposed to your more of your reptilian the, that part of your brain which is more reflexive fight, flight, or freeze. So we want to use the gifts that we were given, which is our decision-making, our cognitive abilities, so that we can not just, as a result of our relaxation, we can be better and more informed decision-makers as opposed to reflexive decision-makers where after the fact, you know, we're saying, what the hell was I thinking? I can see that in, uh, so in sports, um, talking about being in the zone, right? Like you're, you're at the the state of performance, right? So, um, I always kind of related to, and like the, you see the team that comes out and they're like super hyped, they're jumping around, everyone's excited. And the game starts in the first few minutes is just like a train wreck of people all over the place. Everyone's making mistakes. They can't really kind of like focus. And then you see everybody kind of settle in. Settle in. That's right. So, that, it, that, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why would you, if you knew that, why would you overexcite yourself into that state of poor performance and you have the tunnel vision, you could breathe, you could come onto the, the field relaxed and probably perform better 
but it doesn't show as well. People want to see everyone jumping around and hyped up and excited, but they would probably perform better walking out on the field calm and collected and being able to perform better by seeing everything, yeah. and perceiving everything. That's right. And, and, you know, one of the examples that I mentioned yesterday, which I really like is uh, when Kurt Warner, who uh, was the first one I heard described the game is slowing down and it's not that people were slowing down around him. He was calmer. He was more re relaxed. And so he could read defenses more accurately. And, and when you think, when you see a, a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning coming up to the line of scrimmage, it's the same thing. They are evaluating the enemy. The enemy's on the other side of the line. He is, they are scanning where the attack is going to come from, and they may, they may call audibles at that point. And that, that's what makes you a great quarterback. And that's why, in, in, at least in football, you hear it saying, they haven't seen any, they, ha they haven't had anything thrown at them that they haven't seen yet. Nice. The key yeah. is they see it. Yeah, definitely. It's huge. Um, the, uh, Pete, I know you like to do different breathing exercises um, and things like that. Is this in line with that or is it, uh, is it slightly different or uh, where are the benefits you've seen? In some well, of I think what Ron's point is, is that his particular, the breathing style he uses, I try to use when I work out quite a bit because okay. I, as you well know, Eric, probably, and Corey, that I try to, uh, it's not a fair term, but I'm just going to use it anyway. I try to game a workout. Right. I try to figure out where's my strength in this workout? Where can I hold back? Where can I do different parts of a workout? Because during the time, I, I try to do as best I can through the whole workout. But there are certain things I know that if I go to, if I, and so breathing is really important for me to keep clarity. Mm -hmm. And I think what Ron's point is, clarity is the key. You see it in boxing, too. Boxers will come in the first couple of rounds. They're, they can't help that adrenaline rush, but then they settle in. And you'll see a, a great boxing match. Who's he starts in round three? Mm -hmm. And then it, you'll start to see the, the performance of the, of the boxers mm -hmm. and what they do best. But when it gets that adrenaline spike comes down just a hair. Sometimes you can't help that adrenaline spike. It's that fight and flight. All right. So, like, with regards to, like, kind of, wrapping a lot of these ideas up and the benefits of all these things together with regards to breathing. It sounds like even like a visualization plays into this, a mentality and a, and a clarity. Right. Um, so with regards to like overall breathing, this type of either box breathing or these other things that help people like the current, like what we got going on currently, right. A lot of people are home. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Um, like what's a, the best thing that they can, I mean, you kind of put it in well of, kind of how to break it up in the day. What could they, what could people take away for what's going on right now? And then also what are, what's like the most beneficial thing, you know, that can really help people in this state? Well, the, the first thing is everyone's situation is different, but the, the most important thing that, that people take to their unique situation is hope that it's going to, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And and what, what I, the visual that I have is after some fires and you see on the news, people are standing out in front of their, their home that's burnt down to the ground completely with, with all their memories burnt. And they say, you know what? That's just stuff. We'll get that stuff back. But we have each other. We have our life. We have our health. And we're going to move forward and we're going to rebuild. And, and that's, that's the picture of hope. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, whether you're a, you know, a, 
agnostic or a, a believer in whatever, hope is essential. Uh, and it's really important that, that you hold on to the hope that things are going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And, and, and that's really the great antidote to depression. Um, the, the type of depression that, that isn't biologically driven, if you will, situationally driven. I mean, a lot of us are taking a big hit and, 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 and everybody has their, their, their story to the challenge, but it's important to understand that we can get off the mat. We're going to, we're going to rise up. You know, we, we have, uh, the means to do it. And as we, have the trust and the faith that at least by engaging in this little exercise of breathing, and, and even if you want to include a prayer, if you're of that mindset, um, we're going to survive. We are going to get through this. And as you engage more and more into those episodes, those sessions of relaxation and breathing, you're going to start to discover things that you didn't see initially. And, and that's the exciting thing that I always experience when I do this. I, I am always excited that I'm going to see certain things, possibilities that I had not been privy to before because I was not taking the time. And I do take the time. But when right. I have a situation I and I'm focused on it and I start to see possibilities that I didn't see yesterday or earlier in the day, that's uplifting and that's exciting. And it's also consistent. It's awesome. That's so very well put, Ron. Um, I mean, you know, this is, this gives us all perspective now. Um, all of these kind of things going on, you know, gives us perspective as to what's important, what's right, what's, uh, what's necessary. Uh, and that we'll all, we're all kind of in this, this fight together and we're all working through it together. And these are amazing, amazing ways that can help um, everyone be clearer in their head, more mindful, have some hope. Um, and I think it, it's great. So um, it's probably a good place for us to kind of wrap all of this up. Amazing job uh, panel, Mr. Corey, Mr. Peter, Dr. Forensic, amazing super psychologist, Ron oh, Keller. Right. Uh, <laughs> forensic psychologist. Uh, I, I'm the stars. Perspective. I, you know, and, uh, I'll, I'll get my wife on. <laughs> and, and 1995 GQ man of the year, Mr. Ron Gellis. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you guys. If you guys got some good stuff out of it, we'll have more awesome things coming your way soon. Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.